Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. <laughs> and this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 10, track 7. Don't tell me. Woo! Don't tell me, Kenny. Don't tell me to stop. Don't tell me. Well, can you stop so the song can play? <laughs> <laughs> This is probably my favorite Madonna song of all time. Of all time? It is. My, my top five, as we know, my top five <laughs> constantly shifts. This is, you're going to plant that flag. Yeah, I think. Oh, wow. um, this is This is news. Is it? I knew you loved it. I didn't know it was your favorite of all time. I think it is. Like, I think if I, if there's somebody who's like, well, I don't know anything about Madonna. Where should I start? I'm sort of like, start with Don't Tell Me. Wow. Because it really is like, um, you know, I, I just find everything about the song to be just pure Madonna. Of course, there's lots of stories we're going to tell about yeah. the song that, yeah. but um, I, I, it moves me deeply. Yeah. And I find it uh, great to sing, mm. and it's motivating. Yes, it's in the in the the lineage of over and over and open your heart and totally these sort of like you know I'm stronger than songs. I'm gonna run faster than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that of course, it, and then it has my my acoustic guitar, Madonna. Oh. Her vocals are perfect. Yeah, the strings. The strange electronic sound of it too. Yeah, um, I I love how you're talking about this song too. It's like <laughs> magical. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. I do. I think it's uh, because this. What what I love about this, and I, and I am also a huge huge fan. This is not one of those controversial episodes. <laughs> no. I think we're both on the same page. But um, I love how. Like with every second single of a Madonna record, this is the one where we really realize she means business. Yeah, because the whenever a Madonna the first single of any Madonna album after probably True Blue, um, it's like oh my god she's back, and so it's always going to have a lot of attention on it. The second single is the one where it's like okay, and you've said this before. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where the real meat and potatoes of the of the record show itself to totally. us. And this is such a it it encapsulates everything Madonna does well and 
how much she's embracing this new direction her music's going because it paves the way for the next probably two records, I would assume. Yeah, that's totally. a great way to say it. You know, yeah. because it, it has all the kind of acoustic stuff that's to come in American life, but it's also got, you know, it's it, and, and what I love about it in terms of theme is it's that don't, it's that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to over get over the naysayers but without all the defensive baggage that comes later yeah, in, in songs yeah. like, you know, Give It To Me in Hollywood and, you know, where she's like, you know, you're, you're going to push me down, but I'm going to keep going. This yeah. one, it's more like, you know, let's all just have fun. It, isn't this fun? Well, Why would I stop? This is fun. Well, it's a, it's a nicer version because, you know, she's like, please don't, please don't, yeah. don't ever tell me to stop. But there's a defiance to it too. But yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot lighter, you know. Um, which again, I think this goes back to something we talked about in uh, the music, the episode, the first episode of mm. of this album, of like the age, like that she is, and that this is again like to me too, like that certain age of 41, 42, 40, 40 to forty five, you know, that yeah. world where like you're clear about like, no, I'm going to keep doing this thing that I'm doing. Um, and nothing's really going to stop me. Um, but there's also, there's not like a, a youthful, like, you know, drive, like, you know, fury. Mm, there's not, a, yeah. I need to prove myself. Yeah. It's more like, I'm going to keep going. You can't really tell me to stop. Yes, you know? totally, totally. And, and I think it also reflects in the vocal yeah. because the vocal, she sounds so good so effortless. Yeah. She's just kind of going through it and as opposed to earlier where that fury and that desperation would cause her to push the instrument just over the edge. Yeah. Here she is totally in the pocket. Yeah. Singing with I mean I don't I don't see a drop of sweat. No. I don't I she's just living in the moment and yeah. It, it's an it, unlike music, which feels like it would set out to be an anthem. This has become a kind of Madonna anthem that she kind of stumbled on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I want to talk more about the song, but I know that you're itching to tell us a little of the history of the song. <laughs> so go well, for it. Um, this is the uh, first Thank God. Well, the second, really, the second yeah. collaboration uh, that Madonna does with her uh, brother-in-law, Joe Henry. Yeah. And Joe Henry is a troubadour singer-songwriter of a certain kind of, of jazzy Americana, um, almost Bob Dylan-esque for a modern age uh, singer-songwriter. And he had been around, I mean, he was a critic's darling already by then. And uh, he is married to Melanie Ciccone. And I've always been obsessed with the, the relationship between Joe Henry and Melanie Ciccone and Madonna because he will, will regular, he's not said much ever about Madonna, but he has said, you know, I really didn't want to take advantage of that relationship. Um, I did, I thought about it. I've wanted to when I was poor and eating like, you know, Franks and Beans in my apartment, I thought, well, she's up in that big house. Maybe I should ask her. Um, but he never did. And he also says that his his wife would not want to talk her him talking about it either. And I think what I love about, the, what I'm so fascinated by is 
it is kind of this safe, special space. And I think the safety of in Madonna's world, I mean, you have these siblings, a lot of the siblings have issues with Madonna. Uh, many of them need money from her on a regular basis. And, you know, Madonna gets very puritanically Midwestern about that and, um, and has put up kind of guardrails. And Melanie and Joe just seem to be a, play, a, a, a harbor from even all of that stuff. Yeah, she talks about, like, whenever she needs a place to go, she goes to Melanie's, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that the song he it wasn't a on well it wasn't on purpose that he no. wrote he didn't like try to write a song for Madonna. No, no, he this was from so um he he and I would I would recommend everybody to look go and search out his records. I mean, Invisible Hour, Civilians, um, Trampoline was the one in 1996 that everyone kind of discovered him on. He's just a brilliant songwriter and a great um, uh, catalogist of American folk music. He he covers a lot of stuff too in his in his yeah. on his albums. He and he's this hybrid of like there's a lot of jazz and 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 horns and kind of blues in his work too. Yeah, he reminds me. I'm trying to remember his name, and I'm blinking of that performer who like has the kind of craggly voice who like kind of tells story. Tom Waits? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little Tom oh, he's told, that's, that's a very astute answer. That's yeah. a very astute comparison because he, he does and he, and he, he has a swagger like Tom Waits yeah, does. And yeah. it's like, um, and he was writing songs for his 2001 record Scar and he had this demo of a song called Stop and Melanie was the one who said, you know, you really should show that to well, I just yeah. want to add a little more detail to yeah. that. That Joe Henry says what happened was he was um, he had built a home studio. Yes, and he was just like, I just need to test all the sound stuff. So he made this song stop in like twenty minutes, yeah. just as a way to like test the space. Yeah. And then, and then Melanie was like, Oh my god, that song sounds really cool. You should share that with Madonna. Yeah. And they had worked together on a song before, which we sort of mentioned. Let's talk about it again. Yeah, uh, yeah. So in 1995, um, and I remember being desperate for this. Um, there, the um, the nonprofit Sweet Relief, which um, was set up to um, provide musicians, kind of like what the Actors Fund does for um, theater people, which is basically provide um, health and um, wellness and insurance and assistance for working musicians who may not have those those tools. And so the first album they did was um, Sweet Relief One, which was a uh, tribute to Victoria Williams, this the great um, alt singer-songwriter in the early 90s, and she had a lot of health ailments, and it was to raise money f to help her, and, you know, all the grunge greats of that era were on it. And then in 2005, or 2006, I think, Vic Chestnut... 
the, it, the, the second album was called Sweet Relief 2, and it was the songs of Vic Chestnut. And he also, who he recently died, and he was a brilliant, brilliant singer-songwriter. And bands like R.E.M. and the Indigo Girls and all these amazing artists came, kind of came out. Mary Margaret O'Hara, who's this really wacky um, singer-songwriter who doesn't record at all. She came out of the woodwork to do music for it but joe henry uh got madonna the same weekend that she was record she was tested uh, the same week that she was in la to testify against that stalker in 1995 in 1995 yeah, yeah, uh gets her in the yeah. studio and uh she sings uh guilty by associations with him which i think is probably one of my favorite non-madonna album songs she ever has done Sanctified, and I've been tried guilty by association. You've been canonized, and I've been fried guilty by association. All song uh, uh marginally i've listened to it yeah i just think it's so beautiful and it and it's not a song that and and this is what's pertinent to don't stop it's not a song that gets under your skin don't right tell away me, not or, don't stop or don't tell no. <laughs> however don't stop is sort of connected to don't tell me it's another like keep on moving yeah song. keep on moving keep oh <laughs> you're so you're coming around to don't stop no i didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, akin to stop the the demo song don't um guilty by association has this like power under it that gets you it gets under your skin and his work is very it makes yeah. a lot of sense that he would sing this song with Madonna and it has my my favorite one of my favorite lines in the whole in my fa of all songs I've ever all the loonies with their sense of obsession I love when she sings the word loonies, it makes me so happy. <laughs> so when this was announced that Joe Henry was doing this, oh, the other thing I wanted to say was the other thing I find really interesting and part of the reason I think that Madonna likes this kind of safe harbor is it does show her a glimpse into what another kind of working musician's life would be like the domesticity, having a studio in the house, doing these things that are kind of like low-key, hidden away. Nobody's really paying attention until he puts out the record in a way that I think she, in this weird way, kind of likes to like play with. 
Yeah, I mean, when she goes for Ray of Light, it's essentially this, though not in her home, but like, yeah. you know, absolutely. Like, I think they're, I think, you know, we know this, that Madonna loves musicians yeah. and love, and she loves musicians of all types, yes. you know, and yeah. is interested in how they work and how they make music and loves music in all its different forms, hence yeah. this album. But also, yeah, I think that they she has great admiration for Joe Henry. Yeah. And my guess is that she said, anytime you have a song you think would be good for me, send it to me. Mm-hmm. And that he, being the brother-in-law type, you know, is like, I just don't want to play Abuse that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Until Or until something that's really, really, really good. Which also is like why she knows she could say something like that to him because he's not going to be like, hey, I have... 40 songs for you to I hear. think do we you know should do a double album together. Right, right. He's not that guy because he's yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and successfully. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, and he's gone on to be like a huge uh, record producer for all kinds of musicians on w- their own stuff. I mean, yeah. he's been doing this stuff for years. So, but when the song was announced as part of the record, I was so excited by the potential yeah. of a Joe Henry Madonna collaboration. Yeah, and this totally delivers. And throw Merway in there too, because he does get involved. Merway does. He takes yeah. the song. Well, apparently, you know, so the original Don't uh, uh, Stop has um, the uh, a lot of the lyrics from the that are that become Don't Tell Me. Yeah. Though Madonna augments them and adds on, but she really changes everything else. Like. Yeah. The, the melody, the placement of where things happen, she adds more, you know, um, sonically to it in yeah. a different way. Um, and so, and he was really excited by that. He loved yeah. that. And to the point where, like, the two songs really stand as separate pieces. Yeah, and and and, and Stop did come out on Scar the next year. Yeah. And, and because of the Don't, Don't Tell Me uh, connection, I bought... Yeah, Scar, and that's how I really discovered Joe Henry in same. a real way. Yeah. But y- you're right, and and I think the thing that I love uh, about the way Madonna transforms the song is it still feels like that song, but it does it in the music way. I'm thinking about the stuttering guitars. Yeah, let's Can we talk, talk about, about that. the production? Yeah, the production's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, just from the very, you know, we just come off of Nobody's Perfect, so we're already now prepped for something a little further out of the box Mm -hmm. and then that 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 jittery guitar that's like cut and spliced yeah it's so exciting go right into her gorgeous vocal mm-hmm. which is also really clipped like um the noise gate on it is like you know as soon as her vocal stops like it's total silence yeah yeah you know don't tell me to stop till the rain not to drop so it's really like jumpy at the beginning and you're sort of like okay okay how are we gonna get started and then that that delicious beat which is so it kicks simple. in and then it's like oh it's and that's you're right like the simplicity of all of the elements together make it this complex thrilling yeah thing. and her vocals like you've mentioned before on this song are um it doesn't sound like there's a lot of effect on them at all now right so she's really up close to the microphone like we are right now right? yeah and um <laughs> And uh, her voice sounds like it's doubled 
And then she's singing harmony on top of it, right? With those mm-mm-mms. Oh, those mm So I've been waiting for them. I've been waiting for some good mm-mm-mms. And here they are. And here they are. Well, here's another example of like, um, you know, when Madonna, you know, Madonna is a great actor because here's this text yeah. that is really beautiful. And it starts with Joe Henry's text and then she builds on it. But the lyrics themselves are just so strong. Yeah. And she really plays them, you know, yeah. like she really like, and she's been playing them all the whole album. I, there's not like, this is again, why this album is so amazing. There's even an impressive instant, which is like a crazy world. It's a, everything is true. There's not yeah. a false. There's note. not, she's not phoning anything in no. ever. Yeah. And this song, it really like, it really goes to this deeper level, you know, um, well, and and like like all of Madonna's best moments, I think it starts off one way and then it gets deep. Like like I think it becomes a deep had ha, it takes on deeper resonance and meaning. The the more she works on it, yeah, and and I think also the the personal connection with Joe Hen- like she has a long relationship with him, and she, I mean, the, and the, there's a. There's also this feeling of like it's somebody else innately knowing her skills too. Like they're able to write, uh, they craft it around the way that she, I'm always curious if like this is like kind of the way Madonna actually converses. What which I mean? think is well, there's there's a rhythm to it that's so just idiosyncratic and uh. distinctive. And I'm always like, I wonder if this is kind of the way that they think Madonna corresponds with Maybe I'm reaching, but no, I'm. Tr- I'm just thinking it through because she does have a very like, um, a very specific way that she talks. Yeah, which you know we could we could make fun of to a degree, but also like, it is very rhythmic. Yeah, there's lots of pauses in it, right? Because she stops to think, um, or she just lets something sit and then adds on. Yeah, and so yeah, in a way, and I think that points to like the effortlessness of the song when mm-hmm. she's performing it, because maybe it is actually in her true like breath pattern. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of hard work that goes into that for her. No. It's also not like, you know, it's like a mid tempo song in a lot of ways. Though it's a mover. It still isn't like a, um, you know, like she doesn't have to like, you know, push, push, push. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I think the lyrics are so interesting though. And I just want to go back to them for a little bit. Like, um, I'm just going to like, well, first of all, I love, um, tell the leaves not to turn, Mm. but don't, don't ever tell me I'll learn. No, no. Take the black off a crow, but don't tell me I have to go. That's such a Joe Henry line. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like Madonna's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) who thinks about crows? I think she saw crows while she was running in the rain to her mother's grave. <laughs> yeah. I always think of that. Like it's, it's that theme of Madonna in nature. And I love that. Yes. It's that theme of nature. Yeah. Like the only time that anybody's ever evoked, well, besides black crow of, um, Joni. You know, Joni. <laughs> Hijira. Coming, coming soon. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. All I want to um, do is talk about Hijira. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Special episode. It's no joke. We're going to fucking do it. We are going to do it. Black crow fried on the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was a reference to that. Um, one year, my parents took us on a, uh, said, you know, they got, 
my parents love to go on extravagant vacations and invite yeah. the whole family. Yeah. That's how they decided that they're going to spend whatever money they have. And so one year they got us all tickets to go to, to the Telluride Film Festival. Do you know why it's called Telluride? <laughs> no. Um, because it's really hard to get to. And <laughs> the, it, this is a true story. And yeah. in the olden days in the Wild West, they'd be like, to hell you ride. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, so they, it's like at the end of the summer that this festival happens. Yeah. And I happened to have a job working at this small theater in New Mexico for eight weeks. I yeah. was there doing a, <laughs> a play and working with like uh, local communities and making making stuff. And so I was there and I was like, oh, I think the fastest way for me to get to tight because I had to go like on a weekend while I was yeah. you know, doing this. Yeah. Anyway, so I um, was like, I'm going to drive um, oh, from wow. New Mexico to Telluride, Colorado. And this is a time before like, your smartphones, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? This is like you had to print out your directions, baby. <laughs> yeah. So my directions, um, I I didn't realize took me up and down the mountains of Colorado in order yeah. to get there, which was horrifying. Oh and horrifying by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a car. And and um, at some point I was like oh, this Kenny. <laughs> I was going up a mountain and down, and then I would like finally get to the bottom like it was like i was like driving for six hours and i was like am i ever gonna get there and i have no idea where i am this you know is the I mean? eighth time in a row he's listened to the immaculate collection no, this, <laughs> this was actually this is how long ago it was it was when i'm scared to say it ghb2 came out oh ooh. and i played it on oh my, my trip Oh god so oh. i finally stopped in some town to get gas and i was like how far is telluride from here yeah. and the guy was like as the crow flies, it's 18 miles. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but driving, it's going to take another four hours. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it was like, again, going all through those mountains. On the way back, I took the less scenic route through the flat, you know. Desert, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this again. That's a beautiful story about a crow. <laughs> take the black off a crow. I was lost once in the Oregon Mountains, the same way where my my Jeep, and this was with GPS, my GPS took me on this white and I missed a turn. And oh. it was, a, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm either going to run out of gas, crash this rental car, because I'm not a, much of a driver, or um, I'm going to drive off a cliff or something. Yeah, it was really, yeah, that was with GPS. That wasn't pre-GPS. Yeah. There was a lot of crying on my trip. Oh, Kenny. Where I was like, Kenny. Oh, my. <laughs> Even now, like, I mean, I don't like driving near, you know. Well, what? But don't tell, don't tell me was on that. Yeah. yeah. So did you, were you galvanized when it popped up in that horrible I remember, GHB2? honestly, when Don't Tell Me finally, I, I played it at the end of my trip. And yeah. And Don't Tell Me played as I was driving into Telluride. Dun, 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 dun. And I was like, I've made it. You've made it. Welcome. And those strings, the, the strings uh, at the end. Can we talk about the strings? Yeah. But we, you, only if we promise to go back to the lyrics. We're going to come back okay. to the Black Crow. Okay. Um, the, the string, that, that last minute of just strings yes. and beauty. Yeah.
it's definitely showing us that Madonna cares more about the journey of the whole album versus making just a, a pull-out single. Because this is clearly a single. We know it's a single. And yet there's this gorgeous strings at the end. Yeah. Well, I think that a couple things. First, I think, first of all, it's just so fucking beautiful that they couldn't <gasps> deny it. And yeah. I think Mirway found that. And that's there's a couple other sounds he brings in, like that little dig dig yeah. Which is yeah. like, what is that din, sound? Din, 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 din. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, it just keeps going and it like sort of gnaws at you. Yeah. Um, but I think the string, that whole section at the end is there because in Stop, after he's finished singing like two minutes in, it's just two minutes of instrumentation. Yeah. So I think she was sort of honoring the original song and like letting it, but also because it's just so beautiful, like to let it breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of breath on this album. I mean, we talk about this with, with music, like yeah. there's 30 seconds yeah. before anything, you know, vocal happens. There's yeah. plenty of times like that on this album, you know, but this is the most expansive. And, and, and it also gives it kind of a spatial, it makes yeah. it feel bigger than yeah. than it it would have otherwise, and yeah. also more um, open. Yeah, and there's an openness to Madonna, as opposed to, uh, go, going back to that theme of like, get off my back. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Leave me alone. It's more of, hey, I'm I'm not stopping. You want to come? Let's go together. Yeah, totally. Let's well, come on. Come on with me. And also, the song's not going to stop. The st- song is not going to stop. Even though I'm done, my, I've done with my part. <laughs> I love in that part too, like the sort of garbled yeah. lyrics, you know, under, you know, when we hear her voice coming in, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah, I love the expansiveness of it, which, you know, when we get to the video, I think is matched perfectly by the video. Let's go back to your lyrics. Yeah. So I, so the lyrics that always got me or that I was always like, wait, what is she saying? Um, tell the bed not to lay. I love that. Mm. Um, like a open mouth of a grave. Yeah, I'd be like, what? Then she'd say, not to stare up at me. I get it, I get it. Like a calf down on its knees. And I was like, I never understood what that was for a long time. Okay. But now I'm sort of, it's a it's an interesting visual. A calf down on its knees. Tell the bed not to lay. Okay. <laughs> bed, don't lay. So don't what lay is it in doing instead? It's like... Um, so, so she's saying not to lay in bed and do nothing. Right. Okay. All like, right. I'm in. Like an open mouth of a grave. Like you're dead. Yeah. You're, right. you're going to, we only get one life. Yeah. We only get one life. Not right. to stare up at me. Don't remind, don't stare up at me like, oh. Expecting you. me to do the job for you. Well, and also like, um, yeah, like um, what are you doing with your life? You're just lying here. Yeah. You know, you might yeah. as well be dead. Like a calf down on its knees. That's so interesting. I think because a calf is not a is is a baby. Yeah. So is it is it not to stare but me like a calf like a calf looking up like what do I do? Yeah. How do I get up? Yeah. Okay. And instead, she's like, "You should already know how to do that. You better do it. Like the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. I love that. What are you waiting for?" Wow. That's beautiful. Tell me love isn't true. It's just something that we do. Oh. Tell me everything I'm not. But don't ever tell me to stop. Mm. Love it. See, and that's that's the line in the song that you're kind of like, okay, 
Madonna is maturing. Madonna has a bigger view. And honestly, all of this is um, relevant to today. Like, if we remind ourselves that she said this 20-something years ago, she is living it. Oh, like every day. Well, and wait till we get to gone because I the manifesto of of Madonna in twenty twenties is yeah. is there and gone too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, and and I do think that there's a a, a kind of there, like you said about uh, her in her forties. There's a a kind of manifesto buried in this record of like, okay, this is how I lived my life before this. Yeah. I've had this spiritual awakening and now I'm going to take, here are kind of my credos for the next 20. Totally. Yeah. Cause I think paradise, not for me fits into this. Oh my God. Too. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this, even this last section of the album is like manifesto, like, mm. because every song sort of builds into like these themes that really become the blueprint for the rest of her career. Yeah. Um, whereas I, the first part of the album, well, has a lot of fresh stuff in it, but, you know, lyrically it's not as... Um, it does turn, know. and I think it's it's Nobody's Perfect, ta- and, and after Nobody's Perfect, which feels like kind of the the climax of the, the self-referential, she's now like looking outward again and kind of being like, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. And here are, the, here are the big things I want to say about, you know, society and the world and our connectiveness. And this it. song, this song really does, because I always feel like she's, you know, and maybe we should transition to talking about the video because in the video, yeah. she's constantly looking out at us. Yeah. She never looks anywhere else in yeah. that video. She's always out at the camera. I mean, she looks at the camera almost in all her videos, don't you think? Yeah, but there's Some always them, something else going on. She's talking to the, yeah. you know. Well, you know, as unlike unlike in the music video, which is the first one we've seen, she's yeah. not playing a character, even if she's dressed up as yes, in like a you know, a, a kind of cowboy look, cowgirl look, cowboy look, I think. Yeah. Um, she's not, she's definitely Madonna. You know? She is Madonna. Um, and um, yeah, you're right. She's on this treadmill and she's just moving forward. The treadmill, which works beautifully in this video. And then later it doesn't. <laughs> well. Love perfusion. Um, oh, 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 oh. It's so close too. It's coming. It's like right around the bed. Like she may have already written the lyrics to that song I think she now. filmed this video the same day. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> she wishes she had. <laughs> Okay, so so this video, this video, I I I rarely use the word iconic on this television, pro, this radio program. Television? No, we're not on television. Coming soon. Coming soon. This this <laughs> this wait. radio program, but um, this I think is an iconic Madonna video. Uh huh. Because oh my it, god, wait wait wait! I just want to <laughs> stop. Can we just stop for a second? <laughs> Yes, Kenny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just I think kidding. he's fainting. I, I, Help I, somebody call. What? It's the next best thing. <laughs> Mark is it iconic, and 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 not in a way where he's jeering at it or no. This is you're sincere. Well, you know what? We all have to grow and change and move forward. And I have to start embracing the word because I'm tired of being so nay, Nelly, nay Nelly about it. 
Nay, Nelly. I've been no. I got sh- I got slammed by a a friend the other day about saying you need to be nicer to the word iconic. Lots of things can be iconic, and I'm like, oh. uh, no. I I like your high standards. I, I do in, have high standards on it. I think this, makes but a I think deal. this makes this this, this, is, this is one of those. Um, yeah. it, it was directed by John Baptiste Mundino. Yes. Again, we're back with John Baptiste. Yes, and um. It has such a specificity. It has a great look. It's yeah. a new look. We've never seen Madonna uh, in cowboy, like the cowboy look, but she's not painted the way she is in the music video. Yeah. She seems so natural. Yeah, it's Madonna. Um, she, I, I just got back from Montana, and um, I felt like I, I felt like this is Madonna's Montana moment. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this goes back to like the theme or the title of our season, American woman. And this is, this, this is a very Americana video. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing the, the cowboys, they come then and dance. It feels like Oklahoma at a certain point, you know, or that, that she's one of the cowboys as opposed to Aduani or any of of the women. Yeah. Yeah. But it also is this other thing, which is like, there's a there's like a cold distance to it. Like we're in like a synthetic. This is I you know this is my favorite song. This is my favorite video. I mean, my favorite. Like the one I'll just watch first of all because she looks so phenomenal in the video and the the way that he captures her beauty and again like this moment of somebody's life. Like there you're you are like everybody peaks at a different time, but this is a, a real very specific peak for her. You know. I also think he captures her swagger. There's yeah, the, for sure. the way that she there, there's a moment when she's walking on the treadmill and she's got her hands in her pocket and she's just kind of like yeah. her eyes are a little de- she she knows she's a badass. Yeah. And well, this is this whole album and this whole cycle is like she knows this, you know, yeah. like, you know, again, she just knows she just knows she's nailing it. Yeah. But I think like this sort of and this whole music album is like this. It's like the synthetic and the real the distance and the closeness like Mm -hmm. you know are all part of this you know the experience and the innocence like are all like matching and in the video we have this like very you know real um americana big natural thing happening on screens and then we have her on a treadmill not and, and, walking and, through it. And they're it. not really yeah. hiding that no, either. No, that's it, what it, I mean. It, yeah, That's yeah. like, it's it's sort of like showing the design and the natural together. Yeah. And I think there's something so, I think it's just like, it feels so like um, true of our world. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then how the worlds collide and the guys come into the, un, the, the unnatural space, the mm-hmm. cold space, but bring the warmth. Yeah. And how close they get. Like when she when they do that sort of like jump forward, you know, and she has that swag look on her yeah. face and she's like, I am such a badass. We're so close to her and it's yeah. so clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um well and I love well a couple things. I love the cowboys because they they also kick up real dust. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. And they really do a dance. Yes. There's such a and this is like I think really the first time since probably human nature that there's, which was another John Baptiste Mondino collaboration where there's actual choreograph, like they spent a couple days rehearsing the dancing. Yeah. Well, Jamie King did all the choreography and he said um, that what, what they did was, you know, Mondino doesn't write a treatment. No. 
Um, he's just like, I have an idea. It's this and this. Madonna's like, whatever. Jamie King and her worked on the choreography. They had a few ideas and then they just shot it. And then Mondino puts it together. He's like, it's the most satisfying collaboration yeah. because everybody just kind of does their thing. Um, and so I love that sort of, that's what it feels like. It feels like all these elements are, get to live in their own way. No, yeah. every, no one's stepping out of their lane. No, 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 no. And it's a classic music video. You're right. But there, it is like, it's such a joy to see her dance. And when she does it live, which I'm sure we're going to talk about next, like she always brings the dance. Yes. You know? Yeah. The dance always comes in as does the mechanical bull that yeah. she rides later yeah. in the, in the, I, I love it. Cause you can tell that she, because you know, the, the, the album art, all of that, she's, she's leaned into this cowgirl thing. And here is where you see kind of, Oh, this is why this is the potential for it. This yeah. is it all kind of coming together. Yeah. Um, the song was a huge hit. Yeah. Huge radio hit, including that string section at the end. Yep. They played the played the whole thing. Um, it was a big, big hit for Madonna, and she did it live a bunch of times. You know, she does it um, for promotion in Europe, like a few times where she does his lip sync. Yeah. Um, but she does it live um, with Mirway playing guitar um, on, I guess it's Studio Canal. Um, mm -hmm. and it looks like it was done in France, but it's on, you know, European channel and she does it with, uh, yeah. So he's playing guitar, which is really sweet and it sounds yeah. really clean and her voice sounds amazing. And Nikki and Donna are there and they sound phenomenal. And it's like so fresh because for them, it, this is like a brand new song. Yeah. Yeah.
and this is probably the version that they did at Brixton and, and at Roseland. And I and it made me wonder because I I didn't see this on the video. Does Mirway play the guitar at those shows? I don't think he does. I don't think he does because um, uh, she would have introduced him if he came out to do this song. Like I don't. He doesn't play for the whole duration of right. the of the concerts. And I think if he had, she would have introduced him. Uh, it, it it's as close as we get to that dream of Madonna and the girls and the guitar players coming down to the front of the yeah. stage and just doing it. I mean, and she does it. She does it a couple times, like on Sticky and Sweet. She does a little set like down front. There's a couple times yeah. confessions. There's a section where it's like, okay, we're going to bring everything down, but it's not like this kind of just like, let's just get together and sing whatever we think of. And well, she does I, do that on like rebel heart. Cause she literally by herself like, with her guitar player, but this yeah, isn't like yeah. the, the all the musicians. Like I want Donna and Nikki and Madonna and the guitar player to just be like, what do you want to sing Madonna? <laughs> and then they sing, you know, I don't know. Yeah. She just is ready um, to do whatever. So, so yeah, this beautiful, phenomenal yeah. performance. She does it. She does it on the reinvention tour. Yes. Which we're going to talk about later. Totally. Uh, and mixes it with bittersweet symphony, which is really great. She does do, do it during the American uh, life promo tours. She does it um, in, in, at the BBC during that. So yeah, how um, crazy for Jonathan Ross that she does in the middle of the American life promo don't tell me. And she's in the like Che Guevara outfit. I love it. I, it's so weird, but it, it fits. It. I mean, again, this, this, uh, what I love about this song always is it, it is the, it is the driven um, defensive Madonna. Like, uh, uh, like I'm, I'm in charge and don't tell me like what to do Yeah. without all of the angst and kind of weirdness that comes later. Yeah, exactly. It's in very... the give it to me or all of those songs where it's like, no one's trying to stop you, Madonna. No <laughs> one's trying. And this one, this one has that kind of edge to it, but doesn't. And but so I it think... fits nice and snug, snug in the American life songs. Yeah. Well, it certainly softens that time period a little bit. Correct. <laughs> correct. Um, and then, and then, you know, yes, yeah, she does come to do, uh, to be the surprise, get, surprise I'm quoting um, for Miley Cyrus's little concert. Yeah. And I think it's a really great performance. What do you I, think of Miley Cyrus? We've oh, never talked about Miley. Welcome Miley Cyrus. Welcome Miley Cyrus. I yeah. love Miley Cyrus. I love I, her. Yeah. She's kind of wacky. She's kind of yeah. weird. She's kind of messy. I kind of love it. I mean, I think like vocally, I really, really enjoy her. I enjoy her voice. Yeah. Um, and she I can enjoy, do anything. She, she can really sing. Can. Yeah. She's, she's a troubadour. I mean, she's, uh, she's, she's a stylist. She can do any kind of song. She's, she's going to last, you know, she, she's already proven she can last. I mean, I think yeah. she's super interesting. I don't always love like her. I don't, this isn't the right way to say it, but personality, like I don't really care that much, but I like no. her performance. I think well, it's, and, and it's interesting because I feel like uh, she, she reminds me a lot of ways of like Christina Aguilera, who has a similar voice, has a similar kind of like take it or leave it personality, which I think probably Madonna really appreciates as well. She's just, she's interesting in the the freedom she has. And I think some of that comes from being in the business so long, having a father who was already successful, sort of living yeah. in the eye, the spotlight for so long that gives her a sense of whimsy of like, I can really go anywhere I want. And 
there's no real failures, you know, and no. I think there's something in that that is um, also connected deeply to Madonna, sort of Madonna sort of showing that to her and she understands that. I, I think that this mashup of the two songs is, is genius. And she's back in her cowboy hat. She keeps sticks on. This is, she stays on brand with this song. I love that. Well, I mean, also the whole Miley Cyrus set was very countrified, you know, and they they sort of countrify both of the songs. They they put them into that place. But yeah, she wears the hat. In fact, the hat is on to a degree where you can't really see her face. You know, (laughs) this is sort of the beginning of like the hidings of, of, you know, like we're sort of in a mystery place of like, what did she really look like at this point? But I also love that she shows up. She's like kind of in the audience. In the audience. Yeah. yeah I'm she's sure like, she's sitting there for the show. Just watching and singing along. And then she's like, just yeah, like, I'll get up, Miley. Um, but I love, I love that. I mean, it's like, you know, later when we get into, you know, she starts to do this more and more, like when we get to Rebel Heart and she like, has Taylor Swift play guitar for her for Ghost yeah. Town and her and the younger generation. But this one feels more organic than that, you know? Well, and, and, and I love because, you know, in, in, in empty, in unplugged performances, they always make a big deal about bringing out people like David Byrne would come out with 10,000 men. Like she would have done a little speech back in the day to introduce her. Madonna just kind of moseys yeah. in and moseys out. I love that. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. She goes and does it, like we said, she does it on Rebel Heart a couple times as requests, though I think mm. they're like, you know, planned requests. And then she does it um Tears of the Clown. Yeah. Um, you know I think it's one of her favorite songs she's done. Yeah. I really do. I think because I I, I don't think there, there's something about this time, this this period that she likes to revisit because I think I think a lot of the songs in this era she doesn't she'll never go back to. I mean, other right. than like music, and this is this is the other one of this time that she's like really she doesn't mind going back to. It. And I think the sentiment behind the song and the, and the memory of making it with with her brother in law and the kind of the organicness of the of it. I think she's really proud of how well it did too. Yeah. Well, it's a message that is, is universal and is sort of timeless. I mean, she also does it in uh, Washington square park. I just want to remind us that. Oh yeah, she does. She does. It's her version of a protest song in this weird country way. For sure. Yeah. The most important time that she did it. And also um, we're introducing somebody into the Madonna world. Um, was on the David Letterman show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She comes on David Letterman dressed in her full cowboy regalia. They have a great interview. First time in eight years. Yep. She's very excited. And he is too. Yeah. And they have really, really a lovely, lovely talk. Very funny. 
She talks to Paul Schaefer. They make some joke about a song that we don't know about, yes. right? Um, and then she comes and sits down on a stool with her acoustic guitar with her guitar teacher. Monty Pittman. Welcome, Monty Pittman. Monty Pittman is here. We I know. love you, Monty. I know. Jennifer in Chicago. Yes. Is so excited because you've <laughs> Hi, been Jennifer. You've been waiting for Monty <laughs> Pittman's enter, entrance. Um, and maybe we need to have you come on and talk about Monty Pittman at some point. But like he, you know, entered the, he um Madonna bought Guy Ritchie a guitar. Yes. And then got him guitar lessons with Monty. And then like several months later, Guy bought Madonna a guitar and then they both were taking lessons from Monty Pittman. And this was only like three or maybe it was a little later than several months. This was only like three months after she started playing guitar that they go on the show to sing the song together and play, which is why he's on stage with her and they play it together. And her voice is so gorgeous. Yeah. And the, the orchestra, you know, the, just the playing the two of them on the guitar. It's like, and even Paul Schaefer has a quote somewhere where he's like, at that point in her career to come on with no effects, no anything and just sit down and play this song on the guitar was like kind of the ballsiest thing that she could possibly do. Okay, now look, I just learned how to play guitar. I want to point that out. And, I, and you know, I'm bound to make a mistake or two. So if I do, don't nobody laugh at me. All right? Don't nobody laugh at me. Okay, everybody? You promise not to laugh? All right, goes a little something like this.
lovely. That was great. Very nice. Thank you. Great job. Good luck Sunday night. Madonna, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us again. We'll see you in another six years. I loved it because unlike like the 93 uh, Madonna the, the when she was on, um, which felt very chaotic and disorganized, this felt like she came on with a mission and a point. And I, I remember just being blown away. I watched it, obviously, the promos. They yeah, promoted yeah. for weeks before. And I was like, oh, my God, I am so proud of her and it feels like a new time it felt yeah. so different because like paul shaver said I, I never thought we would see the day that madonna would a play live uh, an instrument live on on stage yeah and it be that simple and that beautiful yeah. and and um and i love that it was don't stop i think yes. that has a lot to do with it yeah I mean, I think here's, again, Madonna saying, like, I'm not stopping. Well, it wasn't Don't Stop, by the way. It was Don't Tell Me. Don't Tell Me. I'm Girl. so, so why? Girl, I, you, I, you are oh obsessed with that song. I am not obsessed. Sing don't tell me. Oh, no. Sorry. You're still stuck on that. You know, I guess there's unresolved no, damage. No, we're good. We're did, good. Did I cause you harm? <laughs> no, no. I would tell you if I if you had um no way i it, it it it's gorgeous and you can tell letterman is blown away everybody i mean no one expected this moment and this is again like get what i was trying to say was that you know it's madonna saying like um i'm still growing i'm still changing i'm still pushing i'm still taking huge risks yeah you know this is why like later when she does like stand up on jimmy fallon and everybody's yeah. like yeah. and i'm like you know what it's very, it's, I mean, it's, it's at, on brand. And it's at, on brand. Who the fuck would get up and do that at, at the prestige level that she's at? Like, that takes so much guts, you know, yeah. to do because it's like you don't need to do that. You well, know? And, I, and I think that there's also that sense of like not taking yourself so seriously that because I think when people start to really believe in their own hype, it's kind of the death of them. Yeah. And I think she, that 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 varies over the years. Sure. I think there are periods where she definitely is more um, grandiose in her thinking, and no, other times I don't. No, no. no it happens, <laughs> and and other times where she's not. And this is like one of those moments where she's like, "Hey, give me a chance. Yeah. I can deliver yeah. in this whole other way." There's something very humble about it. Yeah. Uh, Monty Pittman, just as a side note. Yeah. Music. Uh, successful musician on his own has played with many bands has released his own music um i've never really heard him talk or like you know he always seems like the silent weapon yeah. um and he looks like a real rock and roll guy which always cracks me up but is really like what madonna loves you oh, know? yeah yeah um and well, he's a craftsman he's yeah. he's a guy that knows how to, and and i can imagine that madonna took to guitar lessons like a moth to a flame. I mean, I think she was probably practicing all the time. She's like, Monty, it's Madonna. <laughs> Call me right. <laughs> I need to do guitar lessons. <laughs> Side note. Um, so last night uh, I watched, I went to see Girl 6. Uh -huh. Bam was playing a, a showing of Girl 6. I told you I was going to oh, go yeah, to this. Yeah. So I go to see Girl 6 and wouldn't you know it, Madonna calls and leaves voicemails as the madam <laughs> oh, yeah. three times in this movie. Right. Call me back. Call me ASAP. And I'm like, oh, Madonna, still leaving voicemails. Yeah. 
So funny. Anyway, that yeah. movie's pretty good. Yes, yeah, it is pretty good. There's a lot of cameos. You know, Susan Laurie Parks wrote that. Susan Laurie Parks wrote it. Debbie Mazur's in it. Yeah. All kinds of people. Ron Silver yeah. is in it. John Cameron Mitchell makes out with Teresa Randall. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Whatever happened to Teresa Randall? That's a good question. I think we should. Well, all I want to do is talk about Teresa. When we do our All I Want to Do is Talk About Spike Lee, we should find Teresa Randall. Oh, I love that. Because, because okay. it, the, and there's this amazing shot in the movie where um, the the two the two leads are kissing, and all these ki- phones fall around them oh. at the end of the movie, like the you know the the phones, uh-huh, uh-huh. all these rotary phones, and I'm like, God, they look like they're really falling on these around these two people as they make out. Probably <laughs> it was yeah. it was kind of risky. I kept looking for like you know, a blue screen, but I don't think it was happening. No, I think they were not. just dropping phones so from funny. a crane. Love it. Um, so this song had a bunch of remixes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, uh, the maxi single is gorgeous. And yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and um, I think I, the one I love the most is the Tracy Young mix. Oh. That 11 minute mix. I feel like this is Tracy Young's big graduate thesis to the to the um, In Her Madonna remixes. I think it is so beautiful and so brilliant and so epic. I like the Tracy Young remix for the next song for what it feels like for a girl. Yeah. I don't, this one I think is fine. I, a side note on Tracy Young, you know, they didn't really meet until like the next cycle, the American life cycle. Yeah. Um, and so she had been doing these remixes and never really met Madonna until a little bit later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that one. I think it's fun. It has like that nice kind of rhythm, uh, the guitar in it, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think I've said this to you. My favorite one is um, the Timo Moss. Mm. That one I used to play like it was on when I was a when I ran like that was my first song on my running mix yeah. like 2000 version um, because it was just like the beat everything and the way that they reimagined the song was so satisfying. And it's more charging. Yeah, yeah.
all of those mixes are really, I mean, the Victor Calber- Calderon's sensory mix is really good. Yeah. And um, I also like the Thunder Puss's yeah. uh, Hands in the Air mix. That's another big epic one. That's the thing about this maxi single. I mean, there are these, I mean, I think it's long, it's definitely longer than the record, the whole, yeah, the whole, all, mix. almost all the three singles, the, they were massive CDs of, of uh, remixes. Ah, but the Thunderpuss remix, there was the radio mix, yeah. um, which I never liked. Yeah. And I felt like um, uh, sort of, um, I, I keep saying, want to say belittled the song, but it like. It took all the weird stuff that was interesting about it out yeah. and just kind of gave it a beat. And yeah. I just, I, I think, I don't think I ever heard it on the radio, but for me, it sounds like everything else. Yeah. I felt like it was always on New York radio stations. Really? Know? Yeah, always. And like, and that Thunderpuss remix would be the one you'd hear in clubs, and it sort of gave it like a different kind of climax. Yeah. You know? And I just felt like it wasn't really the song. You know? Yeah. yeah. Another song that was the B-side to Don't Tell Me on the single, and it, it has quite an interesting little history. Um, it's called Cyberaga. Uh-huh. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. it was a collaboration, a one-time collaboration with Talvin Singh, yes. who won the Mercury Prize in 1999 and um, had worked with Bjork and um, Susie and the Banshees. Among their, others. On their fabulous song, Kiss Them For Me, which I loved in 1991. Yeah. And this song is is like world music meets hip hop, trip hop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and this sort of, I think, what's interesting about this as the B side is it's like this is what music could have been. Yeah. Like, right? It's like another way that the the album could have gone. Oh, totally, totally. And and I think um, and it was done for a charity compilation for uh, uh, Madonna was on a board. Uh, an honorary board um, to combat world hunger, and uh, this was this was like a track on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in two thousand one. Yeah, um, it was going to be on the thing in two thousand one. Yeah, and um, and this was released as a as a uh, a B side to "Don't Tell Me," but also was on like the Japan. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but the Macarena is playing. Hey, 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 hey,
And that break was brought to you by the gods of music. The gods of music. Hey, Macarena. Ow, ow. <laughs> I used to love the Macarena. Oh, okay. Back. This episode has been shaggy. <laughs> this has been a shaggy episode. Girl, this whole season's shaggy. It's shaggy. For, for an album that's so condensed and tight, this has been just... <laughs> Today that's been that's all also something place. to talk about in your 40s because things aren't condensed or tight. No, nothing is tight. It's hard to keep things tight. It's hard to keep things tight. Uh-huh. Um, and, but so Cyberog <laughs> is one of those weird one-off things that I... But the lyrics, you know, it's all in Sanskrit, the yeah. singing, and the lyrics are really beautiful. I mean, they're like, I'm just reading these off of the lyric sheet. May all be well with mankind. May the leaders of the earth in every way protect the earth by keeping to the right path. May there always be goodness. And I mean, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, She's still doing the work. She's a commercial star again, but still doing the deep work. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting B-side, a surprise. A surprise. Yeah. Yeah. The fact there was a B-side is a surprise, which I kind of love. Yeah. Because... Who even flipped the record over at this point? Exactly, <laughs> and 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 honestly, who need, don't tell me didn't need one? Didn't need one, but we got one. But we got one. That's what's the best. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Don't tell me to stop. Tell the rain not to run. <laughs> Don't tell me to stop. Tell the rain not to drive. Tell the black not to take the black off the crow. Tell the poop not to fly. Tell the poop not to fly. Let's have a few others. Let's have another. Tell the food not to rise. Tell my the sho- door not to open. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell my shoes not to smell. <laughs> oh. But don't tell me I can't go to... I mean, no. I was going to say go to hell. That doesn't make sense. No. Tell me. Tell the number seven to turn to six. <laughs> no, I'm no, you're a mess. Thanks. <laughs>